0: Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man On Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Man on Inverclyde on social media. Um, You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member, one of our staff members, our volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening.
1: Nine days to go, boys. Nine days to go. It's been a long, long season, a uh, long, long pre-season. Uh, didn't think the pre-season could be longer than what last season was, but we're nearly there. can almost taste it. And after two victories uh, to West Ham and Blackpool, along with plenty of signings, there's so much to cover tonight. My name's Colin McDuff, and I've got a stellar line-up to run through the... all the Rangers news. Joining us back to summer holidays for the first time,
0: Chris Paul, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've been a wee bit of a break for I was uh, last on. Um, I've not actually been on for um, Seville yet, so still a bit rough. I suppose I've not spoken about it too much, but i all good, mate. And looking forward to everything kicking off. Obviously, next week and going back to Ibrooks at the weekend.
1: Good, and um, I say it's the first time back, but first time back in the weekly show, you've actually already had a, a wee stint back pod in this summer with your son.
0: Aye, we've done the, the one for the Masters um, tournament at, at Brayhead, um, so that was quite good Then it was Zach, enjoy that. The wee man's a natural
1: man.
0: Aye, aye he, was, he was good to be fair, um, passionate about his football, so I think that kind of came across, I suppose, but... No, I enjoyed it.
1: Brilliant. Good to hear. Also joining is um, the Gallant Few's favourite storyteller, David Port. How are you, David?
2: I'm smashing, boys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to think of a story. You know, you've put me on the spot. No, hey uh, good sir. Good, uh, I mean, exciting times for us. We've got uh, 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 lineup, a lineup uh, changes now. I think there's a danger that uh, the first game, in first league match, will be uh, Livingston versus Glasgow Strangers because we've got uh, so many new faces.
1: Glasgow Strangers, there we go. You've you had that one written, did not you? You've used that one before. Possibly. <laughs> and last but not least, joining us from abroad, David Tomlinson. How are you doing, David?
3: Yeah, great. Thanks enjoying it. There's football again to watch, and we're not talking about other stupid wee things. We're getting get down to the big, the big meat of the matter now. Getting into this, the start of the season. Well, first of all, Spurs on Saturday, and then uh, getting into the the real games. That's really look forward to that. I know, I know, and um,
1: it's it's for the for the football fan. We are the friendlies. It's never. It's never quite, but I, I'm the first one to knock, friendly, But it, when we get to it, it's, it's just better than not an into Davy. It's um,
3: it's just gets the action to really get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's um, yeah,
2: it's,
3: it's sort of a point football way. With your slippers on, isn't it really? It's uh, it's sort of like slippers and pipe out and watching the game. But it's no you've not got the same. Yeah, come on, get into them. Sort of a oh, you know, as a Rangers supporter, you always obviously want to win. And when when I it was actually quite funny, I was looking through some of the comments from West Ham supporters, and it was it was actually quite funny reading. One of the, one of them says, "This will be a massive game for Rangers and a kickabout for us," which I, which I thought was really really good. <laughs> But uh, West Ham supporters, they just seem to, I mean, it's the same. They think of Scotland's a backwater and we can't do anything. But um, I think we showed them that, uh, that that we can play. And I, w- I was just watching just before, actually, about half an hour before we came in here, I was listening to a, a West Ham uh, podder, and he was saying, the speed of Rangers, he says, I couldn't believe the speed of them. And thats that's one thing that I think showed up. Definitely. Um so we'll get right into the West Ham game. Before we do,
1: um just a hello to all the listeners who's thank you to everybody who's joining the live stream tonight. Usual suspects like Chick and RFC fifty six already on bright and early. They've got their questions in already. So for everybody watching, get your questions in, we'll cover them on them all through the night. Um appreciate you coming on as always. But Chris, I'll let you kick off first, Debbie. I will to there, the Rangers.
0: Hammered the hammers. Um, How did you enjoy Tuesday night? I really good, Um, particularly that spell and in the second half. um, I thought we absolutely blew them away. And you know, pre-seasons one of those ones where I mean we beat Real Madrid in pre-season last year. Who went on to win the Champions League. Um, But when you think about it, we done all right in Europe as well. So. Suppose it was um, a decent barometer, but for for me, I, I kind of just look at pre-season games as trying to get you know the, the, the new players out, try and get people fit, um, and for a chance for the, the fans to get back in after um, not been in for a bit. But certainly, when you, I mean, at, at one point we, we we blew West Ham away, and um, and the, the, that second half and. I think you could even see some of the um you know the the antics for the, the coaching st- staff at West Ham. They weren't happy with um happy with their level of performance. So I ah, you, you don't put too much into that. Obviously we go in and it's a competitive stuff we're looking for. Um but it was it was good to see. And I, I must think, you know, within in terms of uh, the, the right winger, the boy Matondo, um I don't think we've we've had a natural um, right winger at the club that you could think could maybe stake a claim. for probably can um, I think we've maybe tried different fans here and there. Um, but that boy looks brilliant. And if he can unlock, you know, things for Tau even more, um, then, then then unreal. But I, I was I was quite happy with, with how the new players um, performed. Um, and I good to good to get the result. Um, sloppy goal. We can see that. Still think maybe it was a handball. But I overall happy with a happy with the run out. Happy with the result, and again, as I said at the start, I'm I'm obviously going to the game on Saturday, um, the Spurs game, and, and looking forward, to, I'm looking forward to seeing Spurs as well. But I'm um, happy with Angels running, and I started the preseason started the season well after what was probably a not an ideal um, preparation when the the floodlights went out in Sunderland. You're thinking, you know, that in, in the Portugal game for Sunderland, um, you're thinking no ideal preparation, but the players look to have bounced back for that. And I'm um, happy with the happy with the legs. David Bork,
1: Um just mentioned there, there are a few points I want to cover off with the, the West Ham game. Um Rabi Matondo, um, like we'll cover off a new signings each, but I think I'm going to ask you about this because we've spoken about Scott Wright um, at length in this pod, um, and I think I think you're maybe the same as me. I, I think you actually put the the words. Um, I think you put, put it beautifully if Scott, Scott Wright's got all the ability but if he had the, had the swagger and Scott upfield he'd be the next level up. I think we've seen the difference for what we have to what we need in um, the first and second half. First half, Scott Wright, very end so um, It wasn't for lack of effort and he was getting himself into good positions, getting caught up in the play but it's just that final delivery, that cutting edge. Then Robbie Matondo come on straight away, he cuts back for an assist, he gets a goal as well.
2: That's just a, that's a step up that we were needing. It's just a, just a different level of player, I think. I think we've just moved up a couple of notches from Scott Wright to Matondo. You can see this boy's technically very good. He's also got blistering pace, which was uh, so exciting to see because, as, as Chris has said, it's a while since you know we had a, a right winger that goes out there and hurts people. I think if we even, Matondo on the right and Kent on the left, you know, we've got uh, we should have got some serious ammunition. You know, ought to be the Rangers centre forward because I think these boys will, will be setting us up because too often last year I think Kent was seen as the main threat particularly in Europe and, and you saw what Frankfurt did to him in the final, they just uh, blocked him out. But I think uh, obviously fighting in a number of fronts gives us a, a much better chance. It was really exciting to see the. The new players coming in against West Ham, you know, who, who are a decent side, you know, they're top with English Premier League. So we're not playing against Diddy's here. But, <clears throat> it was, uh, it, but it, it's a pre season friendly and we should see it in that light. So, but well, certainly exciting times, you know, that the, the additions that Rangers have made have given us options all over the pitch. I would perhaps maybe like to see a, a, an additional, you know, Goal scoring, goal scoring threat, you know, because of depending on how long Alfie's out, but certainly uh, Mick Cholak, he was uh, the boys should be able to supply him plenty chances. I'm hoping that we're going to convert far more than we did last season, and blow this mob away.
1: David Tomlinson, just on Cholak um, and. Uh... I pray that I'm pronouncing it right. I was getting peddlers in the group comments last week for, I think i pronounced <laughs> it five different ways. Um, but on Cholak, um, I thought he, well, he didn't get his goal. I thought he put in an absolute shift. And uh, I do remember from Almo last year that his movement off the ball was very clever and he looked, um, you know, he looked like he'd had the old clever run here and there. I was... I was a bit taken aback on Tuesday night to see how much distance he covers, pressing, in the charge. Um, he covered every blade of grass in the West Ham half. Um, that's something that we've not had uh, with Morelos last year.
3: Yeah, that that's a, a big thing. I mean, the goal, I think it was the first goal. I don't think it would have stood if Cholak uh, if like, hadn't pulled away defenders. That that's uh that's a uh, the, the the good thing about him. I mean, it's great a centre scoring and the goal he scored was it against Blackpool he scored the goal. Um uh, it was that was absolutely a, a good goal. It was just a fort unfortunate that he was uh about a yard offside. I think he was offside. But uh, he finished his finish was very neat and very controlled. Um but uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, centre forward's play is Creating room for other people as well. And hopefully, Kent can live off that because we've seen Kent now getting in at the back post, which I've been sort of a crying out for for Kent to get in at the back post and to, to get uh, instead of staying I was stuck away out in the wing. Remember John McDonald the, the, used to do that as well? I mean, Rangers were on the attack and everybody was sort of looking for John McDonald to be stuck away out in the wing. Well, that's the that sort of a way I was thinking Ryan Kent was going as well. And uh, I was really happy to see him getting into the back post. And the vision of uh, Tom Lawrence was absolutely brilliant. And I really think he changed the game when he came on, just with his vision alone.
1: Chris, just on Tom Lawrence as well. So, Lawrence, Matondo and and Kent uh, behind the striker, I think it's going to be a joy to watch this year. Um, One of the viewers, Chuck Sharp, has said about... Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) it's a bit different. We're passing quicker. And I, I did notice that on Tuesday. We're passing first time. We're more direct. How often did we see last year? We we break away, get into the opposition half, get to 18-yard line and then just pass it to left to the right. There was none of that in that first 15 minutes of the second half.
0: No, definitely not. And I think, you, you know, obviously we've still got um, the boy from Bayern as well, Tillman, to, to bring into the, the mix as well. And for what I've saw, not much, but on YouTube, um, certainly it looks like he can um, go in behind, um, just behind the striker and, and maybe advance forward as well with the passing. So aye, there's, there's options there, um, which I think we were, we were lacking at points last season. Um, I think that's clear that, that, that we've, we've upgraded there. I think Geo and, and the team have clearly noticed where that's been required. Tom Lawrence, um, obviously, to get him, I think. I, I, didn't, I don't watch a lot of English Championship football, I must, have, must admit, the odd wee game I watch, but um, to, to get him, I suppose, is a, is a bit of a cook because he was a, a derby captain, you know, and a few teams were, were looking for him. But I think he, he'll look apart, as, as David and touched on. Um, some of his passing and his movement was, was great. I think he got quite uh, lucky with the assist, straight enough for Matondo, um, but I will, will not penalise him for that. But it looks, looks good. Um and hopefully it gives Kent a wee bit early least life, you know, in terms of getting sort of played in behind as well. So I I think it's it seems more creative than than, than the, as you say, Colin, it sometimes it was a wee bit sort of pedestrian, left to right fit but, um and, and not getting anywhere. But these new guys have come in, they've looked up On on Cholak I think it would just take a wee bit of time for him to get up to speed. Um, certainly if um John Lundstrom's preseason and start to his Rangers career teaches is absolutely end as a support, it's to be patient um with players and, and not judging them too soon. That's uh, a hard I know, I know, I know. and and to an extent I don't think Bassey was ever ruled. But the support but if you would you know, maybe August last year that Bassey was going to go for the amount that he went for. And Lindstrom would have been probably most fans favourites at the end of the season um, you would have laughed at um, if you were saying that coming away for games so it's just about being patient um, but I think the signings it's you know they've, they've clearly hit the ground running um, a lot of them and aye, it's, it's looking good I think we'll be seeing lots of goals in the team this year and probably as well coming from various angles which I think is really important I know people are touching on that we need another number nine but if you can start to get goals from midfield um, then, then that's massive and, and I think that's needed for his next season, definitely.
1: David, I was lucky enough to be in the, in the press box on Tuesday night with follow, follow I'm just named up in here because I got to ask the Rangers manager a question. I was fucking shy myself, I was trembling like a wee lassie. Uh, hello, Gio. Um, but basically, um, there's a reason to money me up in here uh, in the post-match. I asked um, Van Blancroft about the team playing out for the back and it looked to be uh, like a marked difference for last year. Um, I think at times we overplayed it a wee bit. Um, I think John would walk from the settings away if he's doing keepy-ups on his line at times, but Gio did allude to that. That's part of, that's part of the game plan potentially um, for certain games. Uh, moving the ball quickly from the back into um, Different areas out wide any midfield. And I thought John McLaughlin, along with the centre half, moved the ball really well and they looked really comfortable uh, coming out for the back.
2: I think it's important to have a number of strings to your ball because you know McLaughlin is, is as good as I think we've had recently in terms of the ball at his feet. He is very good, and as you said maybe a, just a wee bit overconfident at times. But I think you know, between Goldson, Souter, you know, certainly who can who can ping a pass? We have the option, you know, of, of of people teams who will press you, then you we can you know we can go long, or we've got the technical ability, you know, to pass our way through them. Rangers three goals the other night were uh, absolutely superb. I, th- I think particularly the first one, you know, where it came from Sands, who's almost like a yard from the from the byline, and then in a in six or seven passes, we're up the other end and pop the ball in the net. It was a uh, it was a joy to see. So I'm hoping that we should we should be able to cover both bases in terms of. Play from the back, or go long when when the opportunity presents itself. You know, big corner can land in a sixpence from sixty yards, and, and suitors the same. He can do it. So, hopefully, we uh, with that variation, you know, we we don't end up too predictable. You know, everyone knows what we're going to do. So it's uh, it looks good. It's looking good. You know, and Ben Davis, you know, is also you know in terms of the, the ball at his feet, very technically competent. So. Uh, we have, we should have a number of options, and in, in, in terms of uh, how we, who we're up against, I think Gio is very much the man who will get the formation and, and select the players depending on who we are playing. You, you know, we've seen him do that, so I think that will be continue to be the case. So, can I say something good. there, Colin? Um,
3: I think one of the things that you notice, if you notice from the first half to the second half. Was it uh, in the first half? There was an awful lot of balls going between Suter and Goldson. They just kept, and I, I, I take it. I think that that was probably because the movement in the midfield and the uh, and uh, up front, they couldn't get rid of the ball. They couldn't get the ball to anybody, and that sort of changed in the second half when Sands came on. He moved the ball far quicker as well. Like he's pass to uh, Lawrence in the middle of the the field was a was just a peach of a pass. And um, for for the second goal, and I think that 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 sort of a made a big difference. If you can't get rid of the ball to somebody up front, then you've you've no other option than to pass it sideways. And I think that's what happened a lot an awful lot in the first half. The the, the the they couldn't get rid of the ball into the midfield or up front. Just on James Sands, David. Um, there's a question
1: in the comments from David Hert, um, friend of the pod, David Hert. Um, again, named up in here, he brought out um, about the Rangers players of year So if you need to check that out, look at the interview with him. Um, and he's got another book coming out uh, this time next year. Um, I'm sure that's not why he's come on the pod. He's actually wanting to know a bit about James Sands. David David Hell's asking if um do we see James Sands getting much a run this season? Um obviously I think it's looking unlikely he'll get a run in midfield. But I think there's a place for him um, and maybe a back three. I think regardless of what it's, Geo, Van and certainly rates him. um But I think for we, what we've seen on Saturday and Tuesday, I, I don't think Sands looks at a place, personally.
3: I thought he was excellent. I thought he was uh, probably one of the better players when he came on. And he, he, well, as I say, that he, he moved the ball forward far more than Suitor did. But as I say, that could be because of the midfield. You can't, I can't really judge in that. But um, I, I thought he was excellent. And you said you say that he's, there's no place for him in midfield. But I, I don't see why he couldn't fit into the midfield either. Um, I mean, I, I, did Lundström do anything that, that 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 magic and and Tuesday that uh, we could say that Sands couldn't have played? A, Lindstrom's position, I really, th- I really think he could slot in there quite easily. Whether I mean, there, there's nobody going to get Goldson out of that team because it, that was that's the best signing we've had this summer. I think is was getting Goldson to to renew his contract. That was a fantastic bit of work uh, by, by the Rangers uh, by Ross Wilson. Um, but uh, no, I think Sands has got a a, a good whether, whether, obviously they've got to decide whether they, that he's got another year, I think, is it on loan? Exactly. And, uh, and then they can decide whether they want to buy him or not. Obviously, yeah, if, if they're going to keep him, then I would, they'll, they'll obviously need to offer him before the, before the year's up, because if I had 18 months in loan at the, at the end of 18 months, I would be thinking, ah, oh, you've had your chance, but that's, that's, uh, that's the way, that's just the way I think and not the way he probably thinks. But, um, no, we will need to see, but I, I definitely think there's a place for him in the back at times, and definitely in the midfield. For I, I can't see why he can't play Lonesome's position, and I, I wonder, I wonder if he can play left back. I've never, I've never seen him playing left back, but that's also an option possibly for him as well, because that pass from and into Lawrence it came from the left back position, didn't it? Chris, yes, what's your thoughts?
0: I, I, for, for me, um, Sands and, and Lundstrom shouldn't ever be mentioned in the same sentence again. I don't think. Um, I think that Lundstrom is by far um, a better football player than than, than Sands. Um, I, I just don't. I, I, I don't norate him. If you get what I mean, I'm, I'm not too fussed if he's in the squad, um, you know. But I, I cannot see him being able to do it. that job that Lundstrom does. Um, don't underestimate that in terms of um, you know, what, what he brings because that that's quite a kind of niche thing that he's able to do and drop in there when it suits in terms of dropping back into the defence and, and knowing when to do that. Um and Lundstrom was absolutely massive for us to get um to Seville in terms of his performances. I'm not saying that Sans couldn't drop in and in their role, but certainly not at expense. For me, one of the first names in a team sheet um would be would be moving forward for plenty of reasons, but he just totally makes that tactic that Gio has work. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure it's it's a, it's a role that Sands would fit, again I'm not sure but I'm yet to be massively convinced about Sands um, he, is, he is flexible, versatile can play in different positions which is great um, but certainly I'd love to see his gay opportunities um, to the likes of McCann and, and some of our, our own younger players that we're bringing through um, rather than, than Sands just, just for me personally but um, as I say his versatility does help but certainly for me um, Sands and uh, Lundström are uh, light years apart.
3: Chris, Lundström's not going to be able to play 60 games a season. So somebody's, no, got to, sure. somebody's got to come in there somewhere, you know, and can Ryan Jack play play the position that Lundström plays? That's another question then. Well, I think they've got a lot for me. We've got well,
1: Lundstrom is going to be the first pick in that position, but we've got Jack, Kamara, Davis, who can all sit in the kind of anchor in midfield, um, and that's before you look at a Charlie McCann, so I think between those, three, those four I've just mentioned, um, uh, I think we've got the cover there, and bar in Europe, more often than not, in the, in the domestic games, we're, we're not going to need Lundstrom and Jack, or Jack and Kamara, both sitting... Um, so I, I think well he can do a job there, I do think, um, if you've seen it, stands, I like him at centre-back. Um, I like him, if we're going to be playing a back three, then we always need somebody who, well, we need at least a cut-up player who's comfortable coming out with the ball in the back. And I think he showed that range of passing and he's, I, and I don't think we've got, maybe by Hilander, we've not got many mobility issues in, in our defenders, but he is quite quick. Um, and I think alongside somebody who reads the game well, I think there's definitely a place for him. Sticking with the defence, Davey Paul, congrats to you, just moving to the left-hand side. I think I don't want to jinx it, right? Because we need to caveat everything we say, we, this which just pre-season friendlies, but is this the rebirth of Borna Barisic for the 15th time? as the old Borna back?
2: Uh, well, let's pray to you all things holy, is because uh, we we want that borner to show up, because uh, as we know, there's two borners, so we just have to keep him uh, in a positive frame of mind, <clears throat> you know. And I think he's when he feels confident, then he plays better. I think it's when the wee question mark is in his head that he starts to go into his shell. And and that and his his performances suffer as a result of that. We you know I think Tav just has to pat him in the back from time to time, saying you're doing great, Borna. Keep it up, keep it up. So, but you can see that when when things go wrong for Borna, he's kind of his head drops and uh, he, he doesn't want the boy anymore. You know, I don't, I want out of here. So you just as long as we just uh, if he's playing in a good team, then you know there's no reason why Borna can't have a cracking season. He's uh, he's he's technically very good, born at it. it's just, All his problems are in his head. It's uh, just believing it. <clears throat> From time to time, taking the knocks, getting over it. I think he uh, tortures himself as much as anything. But in terms of the central defenders, Rangers have an embarrassment of riches. I think we've got a, a central defence combination for, for all occasions, because we you know with time we factor in Ben Davis. You know who's a left sided. Central defender, but, but has also played left back. So there's there's maybe cover in, with Ben Davison if the the Turkish boy doesn't uh, come to pass. So Rangers should have an uh, with, with Sands. I thought Sands was excellent the other night. I really do in terms of his uh, you know reading of the game, and passing. He's uh, but the problem I think Sands suffers from is that he's pretty much seen as the the jack of all trades and the master of none. There's no one position which he is, you know, known for and and that's the, the position he's fighting to 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 get into the team in. So there's the danger that he's, he'll just be overlooked because we have mm-hmm. some serious uh, selection options here for Gio. Uh and and the the, the starting eleven in any particular week is hopefully will we'll change it. will obviously we'll find combinations that which work better than others, but we're going to uh, find that out during the next few months. But it's a good position to be in. I mean, when you just list the, the central defenders that we have, you know, by the time you get down the list of seven and eight, when we're, we're looking at Cattage and Simpson, I think Ross Wilson's got a job just to get some of them out. You know, those, some couple of those boys will never touch the ball this season. Because we well, are just moving them now, isn't it? So uh, but hopefully, you know, we will get. We've got a massive game coming up. You know, the game against the Belgian guys is uh, absolutely huge. It's uh, and it's just a shame it comes so early, but uh, that's where we should be directing our fire. All roads lead to Belgium for this game, and and that between that qualifying tie, hopefully the next qualifying tie, we will be uh, we will hit the jackpot. I mean, it's uh, and that that leads us on, to, you know, to signings for next season and and the whole thing snowballing, and that's. So it's, this game for me is absolutely huge. It's huge. It will be a shattering blow if we don't pull this off.
3: Uh, I, th- I think we're a lot fitter than we were last year at this time, though. I think that um, Stevie underestimated the, the 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 fitness of Malmo, and I think that 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 really put us in in dire straits. I don't think we had a chance last year against Malmo, really, because of, just because of fitness. And if you look at what happened after it, seemingly uh, Gerrard was hardly up in Glasgow to to train the, the team. It was to, it was other coaches that were training the team. I mean, I think that that Gerrard had sort of packed it in then already. I think he probably knew he was he was going to be going after a few months. So that's it. I think we're far far fitter and far ready than we were last year. And I think you've
1: seen that on Tuesday night off the ball. Um, I think West Ham like. They they played well at times. Um, they moved the ball quickly, and Rangers leading the press. David, um, that's I. They they looked sharp, and I think you need know, to credit with credit shoe. A lot of these players were doing their own training regime. Like the big one is James Tavenier. Is, um, he like and so he just a couple of days break, then went straight to Dubai. So I, I think I agree with be there that we are looking sharper than we did this time last year.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. Certainly, Montando or Montando, he he looked really sharp, and I had to laugh at the the number eight. Is it Bone? I think you called him from uh, West Ham. Tried, try, try to catch him, <laughs> and he was sort of a, looking at his face, going, "Somebody help me! Somebody help me!" But um, no, we we definitely do look sharper. If you look, the the, the passing's far crisper. The and but even if you look at the first half to the second half, the the, the difference was uh as we say, we're right he, he's a, he's sometimes a good player and he can sometimes waltz past people. But he, he wasn't, it wasn't the same class as Lawrence was when he came in, definitely not. And I think hopefully that's that's gonna be uh I always say it takes one it only takes one man to, to to join a team together. Whether one man can't make a team, but one man can make the teams join together, that, that it becomes a team.
1: Yeah. So let's talk some signings in. Chris, will come to you first. Uh, plenty of new additions to talk about coming in. Um, before we do, let's just get the heartache out of the way. Um RSC 56 did get this in before the recording. Uh, big bass in the way, so what's your thoughts on the move? And did we get enough from
0: um, personally, for, I'm gutted to be honest that he's, that he's away. Um, I think he's he's going to be an absolute cracker um, for for Ajax, and probably get another another move in him um, after them. I would imagine, uh, especially I mean at that sort of six seven month period uh, that he kicked on, unbelievable. Um, you know the the, the journeys and the um, performances in the Europa the Europa League will, will always remain where I suppose him and um, Lundström can do in, in history for some of the stuff that the, the, the sort of attacking nature of, of what he can do but also how quick he can recover um, and either left back or centre back the strength of him the big smile you know the character absolutely everything about Calvin Bassey I loved, um, and I'm I'm absolutely gutted to be honest that that he's away. Um, I'm not in the camp of people who delighted that we've brought in money. I'm in the camp that we've lost a cracking player that I was looking forward to seeing next year. But don't get me wrong, I'm very realistic that we need finances like any other team um, in Scotland. Obviously, needs to be bringing in money, and it's good that we've that we've managed to bring a, a player in for you know a compensation fee. You know, nurtured them to the point where we've put them on a spotlight. And he's he's went to you know Ajax, a huge name and and European football. So um, I'm a wee bit I'm a wee bit disappointed. He's 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 left in terms of you know going to maybe the the Eredivisie, which isn't always the. I mean, it's probably a stronger league than than, than Scotland, probably. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice to see him. Um, maybe going to England. I watch English football a wee bit more in terms of the Premier League. But for me, it's a great move for him, um, and I'm I'm happy for him. Don't get me wrong. I was watching the video on Instagram where he was uh, going around the looked if like he was going in the canteen, meeting all the players and I was just kinda hoping that they, they treated him well, you know. Um I didn't want him getting um, snubbed off anybody. But uh, he's a he's a great player and he's got tons of potential. I think when you when you grow to the length that he has in that short period of time, you know he's got levels to go through and, and what a club to, to go in there, you know. So I uh, good luck to him. Um personally for me, um I felt I don't know what's went on behind the scenes in terms of the deal. Um, but it would have been nice if, if there was a bidding war potentially which was getting touted if we could maybe have held out for a wee bit more because I definitely think it would have been worth it um, but it's good money for the club um, and you've got to trust that process
3: it, it was actually quite funny Colin when you get introduced to the, the Dutch public on on television there's a, a comedy show uh, Bassie and Adrian it's called and it's it's Bassie's actually a clown in it and they got him, they got Bassi to say the the beginning, they the start the show with hello girls and boys in Dutch or something like that. So they got uh Bassi to say this hello girls and boys in Dutch to, to start the the his co- press conference. So it's quite funny that way as well. No, that's
1: brilliant. You need to get that get that link sent so we can all see that. Um I think fifty-six, um, I think we you said these same comments last week, um I'm I'm the same. I I think the twenty five million should have been the conversation starting point. Um but again that's coming for that's coming for a chair in my kitchen in my kitchen, my kitchen and fucking one. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes where the clubs like Ajax and Rangers um we my level and there might be a good reason for it, but it feels as if we should have started there. But they sitting with you, the money we did get in. Um the club's already started reinvesting that, so we touched on them there. Ben Davies, um, well, 3 million leading up to 4 million once the add ons um, are hit. Um, I think for uh, what I'm seeing, predominantly a centre half who has played the left back in the past, but I think he's signed as a centre half. Um, with that money, I think he's signed to go in straight to start alongside Connor Golson.
3: Yeah, well, well what do we sign Souter for? <laughs> that's, then there's uh, Suiter just to make up numbers? That's a uh, that's a big. Who's going to get the get the the role? And um, yeah, and Sands is going to throw his hat in there as well in this, this start. So I don't know. I think he's got to fight his, for his place the same as everybody else. Obviously, they're not paying four million just to not to give him a chance. But um, I mean, although we we, we Paid quite good money for Sakala as well, I believe. Uh, don't think it was far short of four million as well. It was two to three million or something like that, wasn't it? Um, so, I, I, I think that he's got to fight for his place the same as everybody else. From what I've heard, I haven't really seen him, so I, I don't know. And I know Celtic were interested in him two years ago when when Liverpool got him throw my telephone away. <laughs> Sorry about oh, that.
1: For the listeners, um, I know what's happened there. That's uh, You, you <laughs> may have seen that David Park has dropped off. So that's David Park just texting our group chat saying his internet has crashed. Um, and uh, so that's what you hear coming through David Thomason's phone. <laughs> All the news straight away here. Right, hot from the press. <laughs> uh, you don't get this shite in heart and hand, do
3: you? <laughs> uh, um, so, I haven't seen him. I, I, I know Celtic were interested I believe we were interested in him at one point, uh, two years ago as well. Uh, and then Liverpool stepped in and and took him. I, whether Liverpool were really wanting him or not, I don't know. The, it was, maybe it was just a, a shot in the dark from them. But um, I mean, I don't really think he had much chance of getting into the Liverpool team at that time. But um, no, hopefully, no, hopefully he does well. And, uh We'll, we'll see. Well, it'll need to fight for his position the same as everybody else.
0: I think we we Davis, we, we Liverpool, they, they had a bit of a defensive crisis, I think, when they signed him. Um I think Van Dyke was Van Dyke was injured for the season he'd done his crush at Hank. Um and a couple of other players were injured or going to the African Cup of Nations maybe, um, they're going to Afcon potentially. Um so there was a few I think there was a bit of a crisis and I think they just brought him in. Um, I don't even think he ever played um for 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 Liverpool but certainly for for me, um he's got that left sided, you know, appeal to going next to Goldson, in which gives us. um sort of I balance, if you like, in terms of at the back. I, I don't know anything else about him other than obviously Celtic um, tried to tried to sign him. Um, and one of the Celtic fans had actually done a good bit of um, digging into like, stats and reports for him, which was very, very nice of him and well received when I was reading that on Twitter um, last well uh, when he signed. And I, I suppose it's, it, it looks quite well. It looks, it looks good. He's going to be big, strong Powerful can play a wee bit at the at the body's feet, so I we'll see how how he goes. And you're quite right, Davy, in terms of wondering where um, Souter links in with that. Um, uh, I would imagine um, he's, he, he'll be a good backup there, but certainly I, I can't see him um, ousting either of those two um, at the at the starting slots. You're on mute,
3: Colin.
1: So, what I was saying, just um, th- this is a problem with the, the live pods actually. Um, how many times did, did one of us fuck up when we were recording in Skype over the last year and it's fine? Ah, it's fine. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. There's me spending 40 minutes after recording. Can't get that anywhere. But anyway, we digress. Stick with you, Chris, um, before we'll come to David Pollock's thoughts. Um, Malik Tillman, obviously signed since we last recorded as well. Um, when we were talking about midfield options, I know it's um, he's maybe going to go into the same bracket as Tom Lawrence um, in terms of playing a bit further forward. And maybe with tied Kamara and the further forward role in the first half against West Ham. For me, I don't... I, I liked Kamara there. Um, as I, I don't see him playing there too often under G. Um, as much as I like to see it. So, Malik Tillman, as much as we've not seen too much of him, I think the pedigree and the, this type of signing, uh, I'm really excited about it. I,
0: I'm the same. This is the one that, that for me, when, when it, came, it came out the blue, it was like a link in the morning that he was signed um, later on that day. Um, and, again, I, I don't know an awful lot about him, um, but, but certainly um, having the pedigree of playing by Bayern, linking him with the players there, Watch some of his clips... Um, I felt that was what was missing um, for your team sometimes, somebody that was gonna be sort of brave, go beyond with the ball, um, go beyond the strikers um and, and get his goals. So I I think he, he certainly looks apart. I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing him in. Um similar to Matondo, when you hang when you hear Schalke, you know, you hear it's a it's, it's a good pedigree that you are signing players from. Um long gone are the days that um we're, we're signing players from, you know, places that you never heard of. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that boy actually um, and I would imagine um, it's, it certainly looks like I know some things we think about who is it it's signing the players you know who's identifying the players but that this one certainly feels like a GO Roy McKay signing um, so looking forward to, to seeing him coming in and Without a doubt, we've, we've, we've improved um, across the across the park. I think you know you, you, we touched on Bassi. I never really contributed that, but, uh, but Barisuch, sorry, never really contributed um, at that point. But uh, you know I like Bonner. He's done great for us. But I do have a bit of a worry. with him being our number one left back, but other uh, like for the full season, David Pollock spot on about um, where it where it lives for Bonner. Where the issue is 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 up here. And when he's when he's on that game, he's great. But for me, we've improved in every other um, every other area. Um, really, um, the ones that we've brought in and Tillman for me is is one that I'm I'm looking forward to. But it's a strange one to say because I'm basing it purely on YouTube. So um, the the whole the whole YouTube kind of come back to bite you in the arse later on. But I am I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hopefully, hopefully get to see him on Saturday. Do you think?
1: I reckon there'll be minutes for him on Saturday, but I think. I think the team that finished, uh, started the second half um, against West Ham, I think hopefully what G will be planning on starting um, starting against Livingston. So, I think if we do see that team either starting first or second half in Saturday against Tottenham, then I right, then we pretty much know what he's got to set up with. David Park, welcome back. Um, I was... I was offended when you left Israel with saying cheerio, but Phil um, Yim, well, basically talk about how we 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 should have sold Calvin Barsi for another 20 odd million, but talk about how we're now spending the money. So you alluded to it earlier on um, about what we do need to add when you were talking about this, um, this left-back cafe of, um, I know you corrected me before um, <laughs> I'm terrible with my pronunciation so this boy Red van Yilmaz, apparently around the five million pound mark. Twenty-one year old left back. Is it is So two questions for you. I suppose um, you happy to see this kind of signing who's going to be direct competition for Basic as opposed to a backup. And other than left back, is there anywhere else you'd want to strengthen this squad?
2: Well, as I mentioned earlier, do you know what I would like to see as another additional striker. I'd like to see another option because I don't think we can rely on Kemar Roof. It's just not We're relying on a broken sword. So, well, I would I'd like to see uh, someone else in there. But in terms of left back, you know, I think as I said, uh, you know, Ben Davis has got almost three hundred games in the Championship. Uh, most of them for Preston, and seventy of those have been at left back. So this this he has played at left back. So it's he has played mostly central defence. 200-odd games, but 70 times he's played at left-back, so he knows what he's doing. So he may be, uh, you know, available for cover, but I think the the boy from Besiktas certainly looks a prospect because he broke into their team a couple of seasons ago, you know, had a wee run in the team and then last season played almost every game. He's uh, he's quoted as, you know, about, you know, five, six million pound player, so uh I think he looks like a good prospect. And and what has been good about our signing so far, it has been a kind of mixture of youth and experience. You know, we've got 20-year-olds, we've got Tom Lawrence at 28, so there is a kind of blend there. Not all of them will, will work. I mean, it would be a miracle. It, it would be brilliant if they did, but they're not all going to work. <clears throat> but certainly uh, it would be... I, I wouldn't want to go a full season relying on Borna, not to uh, hit the buffers at, at some point. Because the, the, when we find that out, you know, we need a replacement. I would like to see. I would like to see competition all over the pitch, for 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 starting positions. So the, the way we are at the moment, I think Born is that is a shoe in. You know, he's probably the first name in the team sheet because there's no, there's no question there. But I would want there to be a question, and uh, and if that means moving out, you know, some of the surplus requirements, you know, to to free up a salary to get the boy from Turkey in, then I would I would be a. Pushing the boat out to make that happen, if it were me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry David, about my internet connection. Electricity is a new thing in, in West Lothian, so we're, we're just kind of getting our head around it.
1: No, it's sorry. Right, it's all right. You'll have Channel 5 soon enough as well, then you'll be. David Tomlinson, um, a couple of people have mentioned that over the last couple of weeks about who we're doing the time get shot off. Um, I do feel we need another cycle. Um, I like I like a season where we've got four strikers who can realistically chip in with goals. I'm always hark on about that. That treble winning team of 2003 where you had Kenija Adaladse, Moles, Loving Cans, Thompson, all getting uh, above nine goals uh, throughout the season. That was five cycles there. Um, you know, I think you need you can't rely on a, a sole goals for it, you need everybody to chip them in right um, now we've got Morelos, Kolach, Roof and Sakala. I agree with David Park as much as I want to hang my hat Roof I don't think we can the the other question marks on in fashion Sakala so mm-hmm. I don't know it he, 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 he did have flashes last season where he got some a couple of goals against way he did come off and make an impact um, off the bench a few times is he somebody who, who we need to ship, ship out to try and get another side in? What's
3: your thoughts? Well, I was actually for him up till quite recently, in fact. In fact, two weeks ago, I was sort of a fight, but I, I watched him uh, against West Ham, and I really thought, hmm, you really don't look the same class as Matondo or, or, or Lawrence or, uh, or Chawlak. You don't look in the same, the same boat, really. So I mean he didn't he didn't really come away it, whether he get half an hour or something and possibly that's part of the problem that he's only getting half an hour he's only he's not really getting a a, a full run in the team although any time he started he hasn't really set the grass and fire either so uh, he, he seems to do his best work when he just comes on as a sort of a last half hour uh, player but um, do we need to get rid of him? Well, if you can get better in then obviously yeah and. But what, what, was Matondo brought in to better him? That's uh, that's the uh, the thing. Uh, I don't know whether he ever will be a, a full out striker. I don't think so because I don't think he's. I mean, if you look the the, the work Jawai does, he does uh, the work as well. But Cholak's a wee bit more intelligent than uh, than uh, is. Uh, no, definitely, he's 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 work great. It's is probably just as, as good, but. Yeah, just intelligence that makes a difference. And you, when when you're intelligent with that, you don't need to run as much as because you know where to run. And Sakala seems to run everywhere except where where, he, where he's actually needed, and that's that's part of his problem. Said, somebody said I was reading somebody. Somebody said he looks a bit like Ted McMahon. And uh, no, that's just, I don't think he knows what his feet said. That was Ted McMen. He didn't know what his own feet were doing and i think that's the same with Makala. at times he doesn't just doesn't know himself what he's going to do so but um although i think it was it was unfortunate on on uh tuesday night when he tried to put the ball over to kent to and it would just got cut out at the last second i really think that was unfortunate it was a really good move by Sakala. and uh, Mat- matondo before matondo before that um but um yeah i don't know it's it's I, think, I don't think you'll really know until he gets a run in the team. And whether he'll ever get a run in the team, that's that's the point. But obviously, if he can get somebody else in, then uh, then, he, then he would need to go. But the first name to go in, in the list has got to be Simpson, isn't it? I mean, we're just paying him a wage for nothing. He's just sitting, uh, sitting in his backside, tra- training and sitting his backside for the rest of the time. The problem with Simpson is,
1: uh, he's got another, I think it's another two year at least on his contract, and he's a yeah, he's, he's mid 20s. Um, and obviously, he's, he's not an old old guy, but in terms of if you think uh, the type of move we, we made for him, um, he's no a 1920. 20-year-old, who's maybe got a developing three, four years. I think he's pretty much got near his peak in the next two years, or he should be for a second and a half. Um, Chris, we'll come with you really along the same line, so we'll talk about Sakala and um, Jack Simpson there. Is there any others that we need to be trying to get ready um, urgently?
0: No, I mean, I'll obviously be Simpson, but the, the issue that you've got there is nobody's going to want them. Um, at all. You would imagine they're not going to get a fee for Simpson so um, I would imagine he'll be quite happy with his contract until 2025 or whenever it is that Matt um, expires but um, Sakala is, is, is one of those ones you know another likeable character um, obviously loves playing for the club um, but, but for me just doesn't have that ability um, that, that, that we need um, and I think the fact that we're obviously you know talking about the need for uh, additional strikers, it probably doesn't come into your head is thinking you know, give him that run in the team. Um, I think as well. I mean, the most games play in Scotland, it probably doesn't actually suit his style. Um, of of getting in behind, um, and, and using his pace. And then when you get games in Europe, um, that he can do that is like constantly offside or making the wrong moves. I think you you regularly see Tavernier, um, and other players who are used to kind of putting balls into you know players who have made good runs, getting frustrated with Sakala, so for me I don't I, I can't see Sakala ever really making a grade at, at Rangers if an offer comes in for him I think we would be looking to take it but certainly we need another um we need another other other striker I think um obviously we've got Roof who I love by the way I absolutely love Kamal Roof I think if he was a bit fitter um, getting into that Europa League final it could have been very different um unbelievable ability Kamal Roof eye for goal excellent um but it's just the unreliable nature of his injuries um and in, in his his fitness. So I I think it's it's an area that I'd like you to bring in. In terms of uh, getting rid of anybody else, I'm I'm not sure. I've not actually really thought about it. Um I'm still Sophie Bassi going, so I ideally try and keep everybody. Um I'd love to sign Morelos on a new deal. I would hate to lose him for I would hate to lose him for nothing at the end of the season. Uh, as we know, I fire in Alfredo Morelos. Oh,
1: I think is. Um, I think it. it's yeah.
2: absolutely crucial that we uh, get another striker in because Gio uh, has to be ruthless here. Halanda, Roof, Sakala, Simpson, all of them could be packed into a car <clears> and, <throat> and uh, just and found another club because uh, we need to be freeing up that money for people who who will. Who are going to contribute, add some value? Fashion, you know, who doesn't like fashion? Sicali is an absolute lovable character, but what's he actually contributing? So, and that's the t- the acid test for any player at Ibrox. So, you know, love you to bits, fashion, but we we need to be moving you on. Do do come back anytime. So, the, one of the other concerns I have is that you know we've now made we're now on what six seven signings. You know, where uh, I think the. Turkish Jai may make it eight. The the, the concern I have here is that we're going to cut off the route for some of these younger boys. You know, Leon King is a central defender. Uh, Lowry in midfield. Charlie McCann in midfield. You know, we've got Stephen Davis. And I just wonder how many touches Stephen Davis is going to uh, have this season in terms of, you know, his options for midfield. You know, because we've got so many Players coming in here. We've got options all over the park. Some of the fringe players, I think, Gio just has to drop us the shortlist and ask Ross to do his job and, and see if he can find these guys at another club because uh, we're Jack Simpson. He's you no. Know, he will be. Uh, he'd be as well sitting up beside me in the club deck because the he will not be uh, making the first eleven unless there's an absolute catastrophe. So that that's hopefully what. what Gio and, and Ross will be working on. We should free up a, a salary for the from the a left back, free up a salary for another striker just by moving people on who who will no chance of actually seeing first team football this season.
1: that uh, I, I think in the young players, um it's I think we've all said the same. Um we, we, we need them maybe get minutes uh, for the long-term kind of planning in the club, but at the same time, they need to be good enough and I think that this group of players that we're talking about, they are good enough um, and I think it's it's going to be a very fine line of time um, in terms of making sure that we're successful on the pitch, but we're, we're allowing these players to come in and settle and show off their talents, because I think the, these three or four who we're going to be talking about this season, they are there on on merit, they're, the, they're obviously the standouts for the academy so we just need to make sure that they get a chance
2: Yeah there's, I mean, the guys at the, the academy have to, the boys who are there and the boys who are on the on the fringe have to see a route to the first team other than that, their, their agents will say, you know, you, you're not going to play for Rangers here, so they have to believe that they will play for Rangers we have to make sure that these guys get, get some game time for them to prove their worth Alex Lowry is potentially the next Bassie for me because you know that boy's got its ability and speeds he's got the swagger and uh, you know there's th- there's a potential that the potential of that boy is massive but if he doesn't actually get on the park we'll never find out so it's it's absolutely crucial that we uh, we we've, we we've manage the, the first team and the, and the rotation of players to make sure that these boys get the the, the opportunity to show what they can do
3: we have, of course, still got a month to get rid of players. I mean, I think Geo's just looking at everybody just now. I I quite expect if we keep bringing in centre halves, I quite expect Cattage to go. But it'll break up my heart when he does go, but uh, I, I quite expect him to go. Um, Hellander, what do you do with him? I think he'll. I, I doubt he'll be playing much of a part this year, this season, because, just because of injuries alone. Um, so I mean, what do you do with him? Obviously, if he's injured, he's going to just play out his contract anyway. To the end of the next season, his contract's up. But um, God knows how they gave the Simpsons such a long contract to, to, to 25. I mean, that was five-year contract, wasn't it? Yeah, that must have knew he was going to be leaving at that point when they signed him and he thought, ah, oh, fuck it.
2: Daily
1: <laughs> Um I, don't I, I, can, uh, I think, yeah, that's a really good bit of rationale you have given there, David T. Um, you're not... No, I was the voice of the reason, but I think you're spot on. There is over a month. Uh, made the, the transfer window and John McMurdo in the comments has just said uh, the exact same. Um, that'll be that. That'll be a chance to start selling, doing the squad, um, get ready there, dead wood, so that you get a chance. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, it's never going to be a popularity contest, is it? I mean, you know, we all love fashion Sakala, therefore he must be in the first team. They have to be a. Uh... Absolutely brutal. It's it's about it's all about the, the the players on the pitch delivering, you know delivering results. It's it's you know here's the old cliche: it's the results driven business. If you're not doing it, you're not in the team. So, uh, I love you, fashion. You're a great guy, but beat it. Same with Katic. You know we we love you to bits, but uh, go away. You know so we have to be uh, brutal with some of these guys. Just to let them know. Rangers have to think long term. Who's who's the best value? Who is who's who is going to stay? sound Fashion Sakala is never going to be a centre forward. It's there. It is in a nah. nutshell.
1: So no, nah, I think we're all in agreement there. Then um, Fashion has been a buzz, but you can go. Your song can stay. Um, the very last thing we'll touch on tonight, boys, um, it's uh, we'll just we'll not spend too much time talking about the rags so or the. Um, the evils that be the, the, the Scottish media but Chris um, welcome back by the way hell is frozen over the BBC has apologised to Rangers I think if that can happen Rangers can win the Champions League
0: this year Aye, no I know um, it was a strange one that was felt a wee bit out of the blue um, and I apologise about my internet I was relegated to the kitchen earlier it's not the best signal in there so I've uh, reclaimed my living room um, for for the last five minutes or so. Um, I the that was a strange one. I felt that like was probably never going to um, get itself sorted. But I don't know if it maybe had something to do with. It's probably been a long term thing. But Michael, we obviously done an interview um, recently about the impact of um I the impact of the the media relationship and how that was on the players and how that may have negatively impacted. I don't know if he was talking about BBC specifically, um, but certainly he was sort of feeling that impacted the profile um, of of the players. So potentially, you know, it could end up a... A good thing. I mean, I'm I'm not too um, bothered anyway because I don't really listen to BBC Sports Sound or anything. Certainly, don't watch sports scene. Although we feature on it, um, it doesn't really bother me. But I, it's um, I suppose it's we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how long that lasts because I suppose the reasons why um that that it changed the last time might pop its head back up again in terms of the reporting. But we'll we'll see what what happens. I'm not really too bothered about them back in, personally, um, and. Aye, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It was a bit of a surprise for me, though. I thought that was a relationship that was uh, long, long-term damage.
1: David all the uh, funders just put that comment in there, um, and he must have been listening to you before the before we started recording. The BBC and the day were they need us. They we don't really need them. Um, it's it's needless. No to me, either way, um, if the, the BBC are paying again or whatever, um, I think we've went long enough uh, with hitting them. So I don't know. It's what, what do the Rangers get for it, um, other than the, this wee victory? And um, we don't. I think the point I'm trying to make is uh, Rangers have shown we don't need to bend their backwards for them.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, what, do, what did what the BBC contribute to, to Rangers? You know, nothing at all. All they do is uh, every opportunity put the boot into us. We've got we've got very few friends within the BBC, you know, and it's not even you know all we would want is impartiality, and we just can't we don't even get that. So I wouldn't be uh, rushing back to the BBC. There's they, it's we've lasted all this time without them. What do they contribute? Ah, gosh. As as we said at the time, answers on a postcard. What what do Rangers get from the BBC? They can they need us. We don't need them. So I would. If they're going to come back, you know, they're a public broadcaster, you know, and come in and cover the games. But as Chris says, you know, the, the I I I don't do sports sound and you know, and I will occasionally watch sports scene, but it's it'll be on for the Rangers game and then it's off. I don't really listen to the, the you know, the Michael Stewart's of the world, you know, 'cause he I know what he's going to say. It's just most of it's
0: aren't nonsense. So I just uh, don't listen to it. Chris. We don't do I think, um, you know, certainly that comment there about Rangers have their, their own media, the fans' media, um, is, is absolutely spot on. I think for, for mainstream media, just generally the, the clock is, is ticking on a lot of that stuff. Not a lot of people um, subscribe to these things. You know, a lot of stuff's behind paywalls. Maybe not for, for the BBC or they would need to pay a TV licence. That's another bit. Um, but, the, you know, we... we that not a lot of people are buying papers anymore. Not a lot of people probably, you know, are tuning into these things. You know, you've mentioned um some uh, David Pock, um who I'll not even mention the kind of game there thing, but I he gets a lot of team through being controversial um about about things about Rangers. But for me, just best ignored. Do you know what I mean? Like the, these people are, and if we focus on our own um our own media, our own fans, media, um which is great. You know that the, the fans media is, is brilliant. Rangers TV could probably be doing with, you know, an improvement. Aye, but certainly the fans media and options that are out there that are, are unbelievable for the price you can get them at. Um, so I think that the, the clock is definitely ticking for for mainstream media. So it's no surprise to me that they're obviously desperate to get back into Ibrox um, and and cover again. But certainly, if I was Stuart Robertson or other people that's that's dealing with that. Um, I would be keeping an eye out for for that, you know, going the other way very quickly and dealing with it as sharply as we did before.
3: I don't think I don't. Sorry, I don't think the big money's in selling papers anymore, though. The the, the big money's in getting clicks and on, on the internet. That 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 brings in more money, I think, than the papers. I don't think they're that bothered about them. I mean, obviously, they want you to sell some papers, but as I say, the the big money knows and and getting clicks on the internet, and uh, you you see some of the the astonishing headlines that, that get you they just get you there to, to click on and uh, I mean that's what it's all about. if you these youtubers if you see what they make the fortunes they make just from uh, from from being on making a YouTube film that, that goes viral is they make they make some amount of money and uh, no, I, I think that's where the money is and I said I don't think the the, the the papers are that bothered about the, the, the real selling selling paper uh, issues, I think it's all internet now and it'll probably go that way even further we'll probably end up in the future not not having any newspapers at all we will all on internet
0: 100% but it goes to that old thing don't click it, don't buy it, you know what I mean don't share it, Um, don't retweet people who are clearly just doing it for for that reaction, I mean even um, the apology that was put out by that person was absolutely ridiculous so I don't click it, don't don't share it, don't buy it. is 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 the best motto. Um, but no, you're spot on. the 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 newspaper world is dying, um, and it's all now, I For me, anyway, it's all just this sensationalist stuff just to try and get you to click it. It's never very accurate. You don't really hear too much about analytical stuff about the football tactics. It's all sensational stuff. So, I best ignored for me.
1: Just one last comment I wanted to pick up on there before we wrap up, because I think it is really important this conversation, I think the whole uh, the landscape of the media and how things are covered in Scotland in general, which is no away for football. Um, you could talk for hours on this, but Chit Sharps made a really good point that he doesn't think Rangers fans' media are such a great thing. They, they have been used against Club 1872 to rubbish them, so there has been certain parts of fan media, but I think the real important thing is that Everybody's really option in what you listen to and what you don't, and you make your own mind up about it. Um, and I think for too long in Scotland, we for well not just strong for years, the, if it was any papers, it was gospel. We know that's not true yet, but now we've got so many options. Um, it's a great thing, but the responsibility is that you need, to, like, you need to decide what you're going to listen to and what you're going to put up with. I mean, like there'll be a lot of people who find that we absolutely spit all of shit. Fair dues you know, like, my, my views on Holland have been the greatest thing to ever come out of Europe, uh, I'll stand by it people might not like it, but that's alright it's okay to disagree with folks I think as long as you can I don't know, you can try and be balanced about it, um, but the big thing there is, we're littered with choice so we, we don't need to use the BBC as Chris said, don't click it, don't buy it. you don't need to listen to us, you've got fucking, I'm, I'll be here all night, listening to the Rangers and um, all the Rangers fan media contents are all great, but you've got your choice. Um so just I think Chris that.
2: made a Colin, Chris made a good point earlier, you know, about that it's not about uh, just reporting facts in Rangers anymore. In their in their bid to stay relevant, they, they, they've strayed towards more controversial and more controversial to the point where they just make it up or or they'll just embroider, you know, something which is completely fantastic, but it get, catches people's attention when when they know it's utter shite. So they've been the, the the architects of their own demise when when the quality of of the journalism that you get from most of these guys is is, is dross. So I mean I wouldn't be. A, welcoming welcoming those guys back to IROX anytime soon you you pretty much know there's a, like a narrative there you would you would be scared to say anything to them because you know it's they, w- they will just put a spin on it that, that makes them controversial and, and gets them a few clicks it's uh, just not not worth it for me it's it's not about football information it's just about you know I'm making up information it's s- s- I
0: think they being the, the best example of, of that wasn't in the BBC, but it was the, the absolute witch hunt by the, the Daily Record against Heart and Hand and how they, they tried to, you know, put these boys, because they were uh, an official Rangers partner, you know, they tried to find a couple of old tweets, which which obviously were on the right in terms of the tweets at 100%. But when Rangers fans then found tweets of the journalists that they had put up that were actually horrific, some of them, um, and lots and by the way, they, they just went into hiding, and, and nothing happened, so, you know, they, they weren't ready to hold themselves to the same standards as they were holding the heart and hand boys to it. and that's when, you know, the game was a bogey, so for me, either the, the BBC have, have you know, blatantly just edited videos Alan McCoy's talking in the past when he was Rangers manager to make it look and sound like he was saying something different Um I get that time potentially has healed and it's been sorted um, but a I, I no-brainer uh, for me and should be getting anywhere near the club is a daily record after the way that they went after those guys and obviously never had the same they never they never dealt with other people, you know, who'd done the same things at all. They just ignored it and ignored it and now it's it's went away. So I it's it's an interesting topic though. I think it's something that, that's worth discussing because it is very um as David as David Pollock says, that they just make things up when it does not suit. Do you know what I mean? And they'll try and um, as I said, they'll try and kinda of hold people to a higher standard. And I think obviously Hartman being the official Rangers media partner last year got them riled to the point where where they've done that. But how they did not know. They checked their old tweets before they done that in terms of their own team, the idea. But aye, fan media for me is by far the best way forward without a shadow of a doubt. And we're, we're lucky in, in the fact that we do have good options out there, as you said, Colin.
3: The thing is, they're telling you what you want to hear. That Now, they don't they don't tell you the, 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 the full truth. They tell you what you want to hear. And the likes of they've, they've broken up now that, that, that you've got... In the daily, you've got used you to just have the back page was football. Now you've got the Rangers section, you've got the Celtic section. Now the Celtic section is so, solely for Rangers uh, Celtic supporters, and the Rangers section is also for Celtic supporters. So I don't know where we fit in there. <laughs> it's uh it's just the uh, Celtic it doesn't matter. And they do the Rangers are always on top of it anyway. They talk more about our club than they do about their own. I think. I know. But I I think it's
2: compromise for me in terms of partiality because they they, they do pedal you know the narrative from time to time and you can kind of get the, the genie back in the bottle. We now know what they are, so the, their credibility is just completely shot for me. It's just I just don't no credibility for me. That's it. So, well, I think that's as good
1: as time as any, boys, uh, to 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 wrap up. That's uh it's been a quick hour and ten minutes. Um, just before I ask you to say goodbye to the listeners, I want to thank everybody who's tuned in who read the comments as always, everybody who's watching across um, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whether you're getting this and obviously to everybody listening after the fact. Um, just on the topic, um putting the, the link to the, the podcast and um, you can get watch all the archives on youtube spotify or, or apple and um, through these links or if you do want to support the pod um we buy us a coffee just to this goes to just paying for the, the the license for stream yard stuff like that feel free to buy us a coffee but if not just come back next week and get involved in the in the chat so boys thanks very much for joining us in this late late Thursday night first of all chris good to have you back on mate
0: Nah, cheers mate. I enjoyed it. Um it was uh I've just been uh, as you know, absolutely hectic. We we work and family and other commitments. So um it's been a it's been a while. Um uh, I was hoping to go on last week um in Couldney, but no I enjoyed it. Different wee set up on the on this uh, sort of live link as well. Um uh, but no I enjoyed it and good to good to see. He's looking forward to a good season, ways. And also as well, I just wanted to say I did predict around about February would get to the Europa League final so uh, I, that is one thing I wanted to clarify with everybody that I did that on one of the podcasts I didn't actually think it was going to fucking happen right enough but it, it did um, so uh, I'll, I'll predict this season that will maybe get to uh, nah, I don't know maybe the last 16 in the Champions League I'll stick with that one this time uh, you're being
1: conservative this time with your predictions and uh... Always a pleasure, David Pollock. Um Good to have you back on after your wee two-minute hiatus with your internet problems.
2: I sorry about the wee uh, break I had there. But uh, for me, I'm I'm excited. It's like uh, pre-Christmas here because we've made some really exciting signings and we, we had the core of a good team. So I'm hoping that we're going to be pushing things on and uh, do some damage this season. I'm, I'm absolutely, as they say, super excited.
1: And last but not least, uh, the man of reason tonight, David Tomlinson. Good to have you on, mate.
2: Yeah,
3: thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to the game at the weekend and the big names coming up. Uh, a lot of big names that that, that cost probably one player, probably cost more than our whole team put together. Uh, so looking forward to that. And it'll be interesting to see in the, the other games how... Uh, uh, Matondo, Matondo, uh, the, the likes of Livingston, how they're going to handle him, whether whether he'll just get chopped off the off the park or whether whether he'll uh, get get a game, get be allowed to play uh, without getting injured too often. It's all uh, it's all good to see you in upcoming weeks, and it'll be look forward to the the podcast to talk all about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hear,
1: i uh, totally hear you there mate looking forward to watching it all following and then getting getting back on here to talk about it all thanks for, to everybody for watching thanks to you guys and just remember we are the people take care good night